Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, so Thanksgiving is on Thursday. You're going to be around family. And I know you love your family. I'm not saying you don't love your family, but you know... Sometimes you get a little worn out when you're around all them people. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you going to do when you need to take a break? This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. All righty then. Uh, 651-641-1071. Uh, this is the actual data. There is data that supports data? the fact. No, data. Okay. Data. That you are going to need a break on Thanksgiving. All right. Uh, due to a Motel 6 survey, we know that uh, it only takes less than four hours for people to be spent when hanging out with family members on Thanksgiving. How I could see that. I mean, just that usually applies most days to my life. Like four hours. First of all, I'm not giving anybody four hours of my time. I mean, you get three. I get more than three. Barely. I luck out. That's true, actually. <laughs> there is an expiration date. Yeah, and that's just with everyone because I'm, <laughs> I'm an introvert, man. I mean, I am too, but... Uh, but but and you I keep do... going. You are the energizer bunny of... I'm sure at holidays you are the last the person. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. That was not tasteful at all. No. Oh. Anyway, you're sure at holidays what? No. I, as no, soon I'm as sure that you're just like gone? yapping that trap all day. Oh, no. No. Really? no. No, because here's the thing about Colleen. She doesn't stop. Yeah, but we she, do a three hour show where we talk all for those three hours. And then after that, she wants to talk more. Selective like, yapping. Share with you like things that are going I'm on in my life. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying you have this power inside of you when the sh- at 301, I shut down. Bradley does power down. I'm it's like, like, I don't. He's like, and we're. Yeah. And then we have to wake him up from hypersleep to get him to go. What were you saying, Holly? I'm sorry. Oh, I was saying that Colleen is a selective gabber, meaning that she's going to talk when she wants to talk. Exactly. Which is a lot. However, I I was going to say, how selective has she been? (laughs) Well, not very. I mean, it's a good thing. I'm telling you, it's it's why you have this job. Because it lets introverts like us just sit back and I'm an introvert, too. I just talk a lot. Not when you are in a place. I'm just telling you. No, because I, well, I can literally just stare at a wall, mm-hmm. and you will go, mm-hmm. and it's good because then I don't have to talk. Noted. It balances. It's such a. It's a beautiful <laughs> relationship. Anyway, it's, you're the yin to my yang. Anywho, the you're the question, wing to my wang. Never <laughs> the ding to your dung. Never ever ever bring those words to the table again. Uh, but when it is Thanksgiving, you need to take a break because everybody does. What do, what do you, do you do? do to take a break? Six five one six four one one zero seven one. I get the circulars from the Thanksgiving paper. I, I find this to be delightful. Will you through it? please explain to me how on God's earth in two thousand nineteen you look at paper circulars? Okay, so I know because we don't get the newspaper because it's two thousand nineteen. Sorry, I, you know I feel bad, but it's true. 
But my mother-in-law does, and she knows it's my favorite thing to do. It's like part of my ritual on Thanksgiving. I guarantee you, I will always do this as long as they are there. I will take that hunk of circulars out of the middle of the paper and go find a corner under a blanket, plop them down next to me. I look through all of them. Do you take notes? No. Like, oh, I need to get me this uh, deal at the Best Buy. Not at all. It is mindless, just gazing at what's available for the purchase. Yeah. Like, I go through all the Fleet Farm one. I am looking at farm equipment. I don't have a farm. Circus peanuts? Oh, sure, God. You know they have there. a five-pound bag of circus peanuts for a deal. That's what I do, though. That's I just thumb through every single darn one of them. We do the same thing in our uh, family, but we're we're thumbing through our iPads. And I don't know why I feel better about like having my face in the circulars. Yeah. Because I'm still ignoring everybody. <laughs> Six five one six four one one zero seven one. What do you do when you need to get away and take a break? My daughter, because back to the newspaper, you know the Star Tribune. They still have the color in Turkey. I don't even know what that means. Okay. It's been so long. Did you, but you probably never had, or you never probably that was like part of Thanksgiving when I was young, because every year they have a Thanksgiving turkey coloring contest, and it takes up the entire front page. Oh, okay, and. My grandmother used to save it for me on Thanksgiving when I was growing up. So that you could color so in So I could color it. That like, kept me quiet. So they would get a couple papers so my brother could do it too, but he didn't care about it. My daughter's the only one at my house that does. So she gets the turkey and lays that out. She lays on the ground and she colors the, the Thanksgiving yeah. turkey. We never do anything with it. Like It gets put in the recycling eventually. It doesn't go to the contest the only thing that we do in our house in addition to sitting and my mom and i will be shopping or our other favorite thing to do is look through um houses that are for sale and just daydream about which house is like oh that house is for sale and then we trade our ipads and look at the different houses that are for sale um other than that i think the biggest the most uh common behavior is napping yeah like everybody just kind of goes to their own corners and takes a nap um, Thank God. And that's the turkey does help with that. Yeah. Apparently, uh, people are offended at the notion that they would be really uh, sick of their family. Yeah, no, they love their families. I only get to see my family so few times a year. So we like to be together all the time. Okay. <laughs> Says the person who can only give people three hours it's of true. His time. It's true. Three hours of talking. Oh, I can, then you, you we can, can sit, sit and look together. at each other. Yeah, we can sit together all day, but I ain't talking for more than three hours. Then I just run dry. Then I power down. Okay. Uh, I'm out of words. It's a shocking oh, thing. It never bloke, happens. Lies. Uh, I'll let you take the next segment. Uh, we've oh, got Paul McGuire okay. Grimes coming in. He's going to tell us Why what's in theaters. Why don't you just sit in that corner and put some I duct will. tape on your mouth? My Talk 1071. Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies is here on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trader Hi. and Paul McGuire Grimes. Hi. Hello. Hello. It's noodles, poodles. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I've heard that. That was quite a, a greeting. Mm. You guys, there are so many new movies in theaters this weekend and slash streaming in the next two well, weeks. Well, this is like, good because we people a have a about. lot of time to go see movies over the next week. Yeah. So where do you want to start? Oh, it's really hard because I, I, well, let's just split our time. Let's use our time wisely. Wisely. Let's start with Frozen 2. Frozen 2, the sequel to the smash hit. Frozen to what? The Tundra. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. So Frozen Elsa, to your chair. Yeah. So the premise you watch behind it. this one is that Elsa hears this mysterious voice coming from this enchanted forest that they heard about when kids. So she, Anna, Kristoff, Sven, and Olaf head into the unknown to figure out what this is and in turn learn way more about their ancestors and their parents that they didn't know before. Mm. Yeah. Same cast. Same cast. Adina Menzel, Kristen Bell, Jonathan Groff, Josh Gad, and then Sterling K. Brown, Evan Rachel Wood, and then Jason Ritter are also joining the cast. Was it the same team? That wrote yep, it? Exactly. Same team, directors, writers, wow. the same songwriters wrote all new music okay, for it as well. That's a good that's, sign. Yeah, it is. And that's what I need to know about right now. Yeah. So there are the some music. awesome show stopping numbers in this. Elsa Adina Menzel has two songs that were clearly written for her crazy voice. Um, Jonathan Groff as Kristoff has this really cool, like power ballad, very 80s style. Then you're like, this is this is a great song. And I've been listening to the soundtrack nonstop since I saw the movie. It's just been in my head, and it's good music. And the anime animation is stunning it oh it, it like never ceases to surprise me how good animation comes year by year or knowing that there were six years in between the first frozen and this one to see how intricate and the details yeah. that they put into these characters and the world that they set this story in okay i would say that the movie isn't as good as the first okay oh, that was my next ask, question yeah, it sounded yeah, that, like you were uh, selling it so. right i'm selling I the know. really good parts of it i think that the overall like premise and the resolution to how we get to the, the end of the climax is a bit complicated i'm like you're like this movie is for kids let's not make this overly don't make it too hard but really like the themes about learning about your past your ancestors the power of nature and and understanding what do we do with what happened in the past what do we do with maybe you learn that your ancestors are maybe not as good of people or maybe there's some history some drama in your past oh, and what do we do with that and mm-hmm. learn from it and grow from it oh that's really okay so that's kind of nice right but it's again up to the parents to then have those conversations with their kids because right. care kids get all that maybe maybe not yeah but learning lessons okay how many ticket steps three and a half out of five okay. three and a half out of five for frozen too yep. you know I, I the thing i remember about frozen is i loved the music and the movie and the story to me was just like well, right. you know it wasn't like the most you know creative right uh premise mm-hmm Per, per se, but um, the music was obviously like I I could see the Broadway show happening I, as exactly. I was watching the film. Right. It, which and I've not seen the Broadway production, but every time I see a clip from it, I, it looked just so disappointing. Well, and, and it's whatever. hard because it's hard. Yeah, because sometimes Disney looks like the Disney parks, right? And I'm like, I'm not. I, I need something more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if I want that, I'll just go to the park. Go to the park. Right. Uh, okay. I'm very excited about one of the other movies that you've come to talk about. A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Okay. This is about an um, Matthew Reese stars as this reporter for Esquire who's forced to go and interview Fred Rogers, but he's not really looking forward to it. He's kind of down on his luck in life. Like he's going through some hard times. And when he starts to actually talk to Fred Rogers, how Fred's life and mission just has this overall change and effect on him. Like this, I got goosebumps just thinking about this because it is the ultimate, like, who else would you want to put with Mr. Rogers in order to tell a story about how wonderful Mr. Rogers is than a gruff, angry, you know, person who's down on their luck, having a rough time in life. And it's a true story. True story. And it's really about the journalist. I mean, I think many people are probably going to go into this thinking this is a Mr. Rogers biopic and it's not that at all. I mean, Tom Hanks is definitely a supporting person in this as Fred Rogers. Well, I was going to say, and who else would you want to play Mr. Rogers than Tom Hanks? Because 
what's interesting is so when I saw the previews for the or the trailer for this film initially, I was like, wait, didn't we see this film already? And it's because there, of course, was the documentary about Fred Rogers. But it's just because I think Tom Hanks is just in my brain now as Fred Rogers because it just seems so perfect that I was confusing the two. Yeah, and he's played so much of his the latter part of his career. He's played all of these heroes, these real life people. So this is just another one to add in. But I think it's probably one of his best performances in his in his entire career. How he captures Fred in the tone, in the voice, in the physicality, how he slows all of that down to get you to hear every word, to cling to every word he says. And then and how he addresses the camera and the audience, you I felt like he was literally talking to me the entire time. Yeah. It's not just, oh, I'm watching Tom Hanks on screen, yada yada. No, it's Tom Hanks as Fred Rogers giving me life lessons. The Which- way that he transcends that fourth wall of the screen was mind-boggling to me which you know the thing about that that's so beautiful is that that's what mr rogers did to all of us when we were children yes you felt like you were in a room with fred rogers i think we all thought he was our friend right because he was saying the things we needed to hear the way we needed to hear it Mm -hmm. and looking at us as though we mattered right and it, it, you know, there's so much awfulness in this world. I know yeah. we hear that phrase a lot and there's hatred and racism and tweets, but then you see a movie like this and the lessons about how we need to talk about our emotions and our feelings. And you have someone that was so full of kindness that loved everyone and made you feel welcome and loved. It was like, we need this and we need Fred Rogers lessons yeah. and voice well, in and- society right now. And there are so few people that we can all sort of agree on that we think we're good people. Like there are so few of those left that he is literally one of the last people that we can all sort of agree was a great human being. Yeah. And I love that this movie too kind of structures the movie like an episode of the show. Uh So it opens with him coming into the door as Fred Rogers oh. taking putting on the sweater doing the shoes and then introducing us to the Matthew Reese character and then all the scene changes or the transitions really are set models from going into one scene to the next like the show oh mm. that's kind so of cool so you then feel like you're within that within the show all over again cool how many Four and a half out of five. Oh, I cried twice, and I never, I rarely cry at movies. It's but there Tom were two Hanks, things man. that he like can make you cry. Right? Yes, and, and and then and Mr. Rogers. Yes. I mean, yes. blow my mind. The, the one scene that we that I'll tell you about is in the trailer. But you see the two of them riding the subway, and it's a packed subway, and you have like these girls that break out into the theme of Mr. Rogers and sing to oh. him. And I about lost. I lost it. Right. Like when you when you see him realizing the impact that he's had in this world. Yeah. And I don't want to get into the other reason why I cried, but I was like, oh my God, yeah. like, this movie is just wrecking me right now. Okay, so we all just need to go see that go see one. That. Okay, yeah. now in two minutes, yeah. uh, try to encapsulate oh, a three-hour three movie so called The, the Irishman. Irishman. The latest from Martin Scorsese, based on a true story about Frank the Irishman Sheeran, who was a mob, who was a, a teamster brought into the Buffalino crime family, who then started working with Jimmy Hoffa. And this movie charts the rise and fall of their relationship and their friendship. Okay. So seriously, star packed. So it's Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci coming out of retirement, mm-hmm. Harvey Keitel, all these people essentially that. Scorsese has worked with before. Anna Paquin, Bobby Cannavale, huge cast, Ray Romano. Three and a half hours, 
it flew by in my okay. opinion. Well, that's, that's good. The story is fascinating. And if you think about the parallels of this old man telling telling his life story to this reporter, I mean, you kind of have to know the, the book to know about that, but kind of spanning the, these decades and the regret, the, the, the years, I felt like it was Scorsese kind of talking about his own career, the decades that he spent telling mobster stories, working with these actors. And then you've got all this history on screen, not only in the story, but the people working together, De Niro, Pacino, Scorsese, all of them that have this history together. Well, and, and uh, there was one particular aspect of this film that I thought was pretty fascinating, and I'm excited to see what it looks like, is the technology they mm-hmm. used to sort of make them all appear younger yes. than they are. Yeah, Can so there's this de-aging that? that they do to you know show a young Robert De Niro and a younger version of the Joe Pesci character. And I actually thought it looked really great. I mean, we've been seeing some de-aging lately in It Chapter 2 and Gemini Man, and it looks very fake. I was this worried I that it would be distracting. I didn't think it was distracting okay. at all. And I and it, it's not like we're spending a lot of time in those scenes to like then think about it, but it, I loved every minute of it. I okay. know that's... I also love Martin Scorsese. I know it's five out of five ticket subs. Wow! I know it's in select theaters now. It streams on Netflix starting next Wednesday. And again, like I say, you can have easy access to your couch and a bathroom (laughs) and a pause button. Maybe if your bathroom's in your couch, just even better. How awesome is that? Thank you, Paul McGoy. We'll be back after this on my talk one hundred seven one. and Bradley show my talk 1071 streaming live at mytalk1071.com everything entertainment Colleen Lindstrom Bradley trainer we love to play a little game that Ow. game is called the throwback that did not hurt the throwback live <laughs> oh Jamie does that all the time well didn't hurt for the festivus feats of strength actually Are you marginalizing Bradley's pain no it didn't hurt it's at 245 I must put it win just one for the Kimber. Colleen versus Bradley. Oh, nerd versus party girl. <laughs> In a pop culture audio battle. Now before we do this, let's go over the ground <laughs> rules. Rule number one, no touching of the hair or face. And now, your host, oh, Holly oh, Roberts. Man, it has truly been a Friday today. We it? have really enjoyed mm. our Friday, it's have we It's been very friday yes. I'm still coming down off those cookies. Uh, I'd like to climb back up them again. Get those McDonald's chocolate chip cookies. We tried them for cheat day Friday. Delicious. So good. Oh, now I'm here to uh, kill the vibe on. Oh, well, you killed the vibe all week. You're a vibe murderer. Seriously, uh, if we go five straight days, we should keep track of this streak. I kind of want to. How many days we go with. It's pathetic. What? I mean, what do they call this in bowling? Five in a row. It's not. Turkey's a three. Five I don't in a row know. is just as offensive, I think, at <laughs> I this see point. how, like, pathetic. I felt really uninspired today, but before we get oh, to great. that, we're going to establish the rules of the Throwback okay. Live. We're going to play five vintage pop culture audio clips. The first to identify three correctly wins the Throwback Live, and Colleen and Bradley buzz in by yelling out their Colleen. names. Bradley! We're revisiting yesterday by doing oh, more. The, <laughs> the worst thing you've ever done, ever. 
If, if I'm going to say Tony Braxton for anyone I don't know. Or um, who is, what was the other one this week that we... I don't know. I don't know. We're going to do So for the audience who hasn't been paying carnival. attention, we have not won a darn thing. Not anything. You might win today. More best new artists she said that yesterday. Of the well, I didn't expect the dumpster fire that was all three <laughs> of you in this on studio. The dumb. Yeah, exactly. Colleen Bradley and Donnie. I mean, Donnie should Sorry. feel especially ashamed because I know that he was a DJ during the mid-90s. Mm-hmm. I know he played that Tony Braxton The three of us song. thought Tony Braxton was a man. So Or a group of men. That's the yeah. worst Actually, not just one. A boy it band. took many men to fill the shoes of Tony Braxton. Oh man, that was rough. I hope she wasn't listening. Me yesterday. too. Odds are pretty good she wasn't. <laughs> All right, here we are again. Five more best new artist Grammy winners. I'm... Okay. I want you. Oh man, Herb so... Alpert. Actually, he didn't win that. What? No, he didn't win best new artist. Okay. Looks like you lost. <laughs> But this person did. Tell me their name. Colleen. Colleen. That's Mark Cohn. Oh, my God. How do you know that? Walking in Memphis. I used to play this on the piano. Oh, God. I have no idea what Mark Cohn is. Touchdown in the land of the Delta Blues. In the middle of the pouring rain. Okay, well, there's hope for you yet. W.C. Handy. What's what's a W.C. Handy? He's a composer. I mean, oh. I figured you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's a handy in the WC. Okay. Anyone? I'll be here That's all night. That's what I was thinking. All right. <laughs> Colleen for the point. The WC. <laughs> we are trash. Just keep moving. Here's your second clip. Tell me the name of this Grammy Award winning <laughs> Best New Artist. Here. <laughs> Friendly trainer. Colleen. That's Nora Jones. Oh, for the <laughs> love of God. <laughs> oh, come away with me. Yeah, okay. Come you need to be. Uh, sh- turn her mic off. <laughs> it's the name of the song. Or I'm going to go buy a 12 pack of Fago. <laughs> okay. All right. That's two for me. Two well, for Well, this happened yesterday, so don't count your chickens before they've hatched, ma'am. Okay. All right. So, Brad, you can stay in the game. Right. Colleen, you can win by identifying the following artists that won a Grammy for Best of New Artist. Bradley Trainer. Bradley. Oh. Um, that is Culture Club. Boy George. Yeah, you had to be careful there. They want to hurt me. Do you really want to make me cry? I lost it after that. Yeah. All right, there. Oh, that's a good they song. Are Culture Club. Oh, Brad's still in the game. Ha! Colleen, two points. See, we. I mean, we're headed <laughs> in the right so direction. Far, this is exactly what happened yesterday. Yeah. Tony Braxton. <laughs> Here's our fourth clip. Okay. Colleen for the win, Brad for to stay in the game. Tell me the name of the artist featured here who did win a Grammy for Best New Artist. Bradley Trainer. Bradley. Oh, is no, I don't know. I'm gonna say the wrong thing. That's okay. Is it Hootie and the Blowfish? Oh, oh my god! I'm We're doing it. This is tr- no, this is exactly what happened yesterday. 
Um, a lot of people don't know his name is actually Darius. It's not Hootie. Yes, there is no Hootie. No. Right? Correct. But there's a story behind the Hootie. Isn't there always a story <laughs> behind every Hootie? <laughs> there's a story. Every one of them. Here's the last What's clip. the story behind your Hootie? <laughs> That's going to be our talk topic on Monday. Holly? 651-641-1071. What's call? the story behind your hootie? Okay, come on. Okay, let's do it. Here's our last clip. I'm terrified. Grammy Award winner for Best New Artist. I think you're going to get this right away. Oh, okay, no Whoever pressure. Whoever guesses this correctly wins the game. Here we go. Bradley Trainer. Bradley. Oh! That's Amy Winehouse. Yes! I won a point! No, no, no. I don't really know anything else. My dad is being blind. Is it blind? It's fine. Oh, okay. I thought it was fine, but then it sounded like blind, didn't it? No. My daddy thinks I'm blind. <laughs> Why would he think that? I happy Friday. Everybody, happy Friday. Oh, hootie. Hootie who. Hey, look. At least one of us pulled it uh, out at the end of the week. I'm just going to stop because... Thanks. What did he win? <laughs> Nothing. Okay, well... Hey! Just the game. After all yeah, that... No, actually, I feel like just winning the game oh, is a prize yeah. in and of itself, okay? okay. Yeah. All right. If I'm going to be real real here... Ooh. Hey, look who's here. Give yeah, it up for Donnie. Hello, Donnie. Oh, hey, Donnie. How you doing, Donnie? Donnie's pretty good. I'm trying to have a conversation with you, Donnie. You interrogate Donnie. Who is Donnie? Hey, Donnie. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. 